It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is Pax What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. I do kind of want to talk about the Jordan Love situation because that's kind of what I meant at the top of the show by, like, this team is in a really bad spot. So if you want to dive into it, like, I'm... I'm down because I have some thoughts about it. None of them are great. I think I talked about this a little bit on Pack a Day. If those listening listen to Andy, Alex, and I have a semi meltdown uh, recording post show. But again, I think this team really did this very half hearted all in this season, right? They they brought back Rodgers. They made a statement saying we're still in on this guy. They gave him a massive contract extension. And arguably, you can make the argument that they didn't do enough to bolster this roster. At the same token, I think they expected guys to make these like steps forward in their development that didn't, which doesn't help. But they did this kind of like all in at the quarterback position. And whether or not that was the right decision, it doesn't matter anymore. They did it. And now they're in this spot where they have this Jordan Love fifth-year option looming over them. They have to decide what they do with him. This is your first-round pick, right? You have to decide if this guy is your future or not. You have to know what you have in him. They have no idea, right? They have simply no clue at this point based on the very, very limited time he's played. And so now you aren't making the playoffs. You have your four-time like Hall of Fame legend quarterback who's not playing well. We don't know if he's coming back next season, so we don't know if retirement is looming, if trade is looming, if what the cap issues are going to look like. There's a first-round pick you need to evaluate, and now would be the time to do that. Season's lost. Put Jordan Love in. There is no harm And especially if Aaron Rodgers is going to come back next season, stay healthy. Let's see what we got. We have to make this decision. But politically, you just simply can't do that. You cannot bench Aaron Rodgers. Like that will never, ever go over well. So now what do you do? Do you wait till later in the season? You have Rodgers just ride this out and see if he can right the ship, potentially get a couple of wins under him when you're officially eliminated from the playoffs. Then do you play Jordan Love? Do you 
not play Jordan Love because this might be Aaron Rodgers' last season in Green Bay ever, and you want to see him finish out the season. Like, there are so many questions, and I think at this point, in my head, there's no winning scenario to choose. There's always something in there that's going to bite and it's going to sting, and I think that's just the reality of this league where getting to ride off into the sunset with a really simple, easy, incredible transition that the Packers had or I guess more of like a Peyton Manning type, it just doesn't exist anymore, right? This could be an Eli Manning situation where they bench him for Daniel Jones. I don't see that happening. This could be what's happening, what we're seeing with Tom Brady, where he's just going to fizzle out and potentially retire. I don't, what do you think? Like, I, I just don't see a pathway that is like, okay, that feels like the happiest, simplest way forward. Yeah, it's it's really hard. And I've been like racking my brain trying to figure out what I think the best solution is. And I just, you know, I think, and again, hindsight is always 2020. The best solution would have been for Aaron Rodgers to decide on his own at the end of last season, I'm going to hang him up. I'm going to go out on top as far as like, you know, back-to-back MVP, four-time MVP. Am I comfortable only having one Super Bowl? Yes. Like, you know, I'm, I'm going out on my personal high of having two MVPs. Like, I know I can still perform at a high level. This is where I want to end things. Instead, he came back, which is fine, you know, but the front office had to reward him for that. And I think there's a lot that kind of goes back to the will he, won't he, does he want to get traded? All the issues that stemmed from a couple seasons ago. I think the Packers are still kind of trying to pay dividends to make up for some of those issues you know that were perceived at the front office doing him wrong and whatever I don't want to get into that you know that whole spin of things but so now you've got Rodgers who is declining in play and I think I think you can argue that there's a little bit to do with the thumb but just a little bit and I think that's what's frustrating to me is it could have been like hey maybe Rodgers needs a week to get this thumb rested. Let's put Jordan Love in. And that those little glimpses can tell you enough because, you know, whether it was the Jets game, like whatever would have happened, you have to see how Jordan Love can run the offense. And if Jordan Love wins a game, there's no quarterback controversy, right? You're like, great job, Jordan. We see some promise. Roger's thumb is better. Now he goes back in. But instead, like he's taking shots the, I think that's going to be the lingering question. It's like when he had the ankle injury. It's like when he had the knee injury. Like It's going to be an excuse that kind of hangs over him. And it's not enough that he's not going to be able to play. He's going to play through it. He'll point to it in situations and say, like, yeah, some of my accuracy is gone. But it's not going to be enough for Matt LaFleur to bench him, for him to take himself out of a game because he's too competitive. And it's just going to it's going to hamstring the front office even further. And I feel bad for Jordan Love and all this, honestly. Like, that's that's where my head keeps going. Yeah, I mean... He has not been given a shot. And I don't think it's for lack of trying. Like, obviously, the Packers have kept him on this roster. They haven't traded him. They haven't moved him for for what we know at this point. I think he deserves that time. And again, if this was any other quarterback in any other situation, I think you would be seeing him now this yeah. season, right? Oh, Playoffs yeah. are out in, like, give nine games. I mean, you you give this guy half a season, you know. Like, you know, and then Packers are going to have at this point looking like a top 10 draft pick. Then you get to decide what you want to do with that pick. Do you want to go up and get a Bryce Young or one of the top quarterbacks in this draft? Like the Packers are going to have options. They just have to have the knowledge in order to 
do with what they need to do with those options in the best way for this team. And unfortunately, the way that they handle their and Rogers situation and the way the season has played out, because I think it's those two things in conjunction with each other, they're kind of hamstringed into this like really delicate, unknowing place. And I am not calling for the benching of Aaron Rodgers. Let me just like put that out there. If this is my last season with this guy as quarterback of my favorite football team, like I do not want to lose out on, on that, even if he's playing horribly, like this is one of the greatest you can see over my shoulder. I literally have his Jersey hanging in my office. Like that is not what I'm saying. I am saying he's not playing up to his standards. I think he would say that too. But what I'm, what I just want to point out, right. Is that this franchise and the decisions they have to make are just in, I think a really, really difficult spot. And it's really unfortunate. And I think it's, it's simply because all of the worst case scenarios that could have happened this season have all happened all at once. Yeah. And I'm really glad you said that about Aaron Rodgers because I agree. Like, I want to put that out there as well. I don't want him benched. I agree with you. We've talked about it on the show hundreds of times that he is the reason that we fell in love with the sport. And, you know, if he's going to go out, it'd be different, you know, if like the Packers were sitting at five and two and Aaron Rodgers was playing like garbage and then everybody else around him had elevated it. Like, you know, it's, it's not just a him issue. There are moments mm-hmm. obviously that are on his shoulders some of the interception decisions and things like he hasn't looked like himself but then you see like a vintage like an 18 yard scramble and you're like there he is and it like it reminds you of you know why you fell in love with watching him play and one bad season is not going to like tarnish you know the Aaron Rodgers legacy I don't think or it's not going to make me feel differently about him as a quarterback but it is just disheartening and frustrating to feel like the Packers have like it's like they propped up the window a little bit and like the paint stick or whatever they use to stick the window up is starting to snap. And now you have like your oh shit moment of like, do we try to get some guys out the window <laughs> and the rest yeah. of us just stay in the building yeah. as it's collapsing? Like, and and it's just, this is going to be a very, very interesting off season in Green Bay. And I think even if the Packers, like they're three and six, right? I'm not saying they're going to go 11 and six. There's no way that happens. But if the Packers sneak into the playoffs at like nine and seven, they still have to have all these difficult conversations. Like the sky isn't falling because they're, you know, if they're in the playoffs, the sky is still going to be falling there. These are really tough decisions that they have to make regardless of what happens the next 11 weeks. I'm so glad you pointed that out because my, uh, my follow-up to you was going to be like, no matter what happens, they could win the Super Bowl somehow this season and their cap situation will still look like it does and they will still have to make really difficult decisions about what this roster looks like next season because of the way that they've constructed it for the the past couple of years. And I think David Bakhtiari is probably a player we should talk about. You look at some of these veterans, like you're probably losing Mercedes Lewis. You're probably losing Randall Cobb. You're for sure not going to have Sammy Watt. Like there are a lot, this team is going to look very, very different. Yeah. Alan Lazard, no way he's sticking around here. Right. So this team, regardless of who's at the helm, whether it's going to be Aaron Rodgers next season or not, is going to look very different because this front office is going to have to make some serious cuts. And it's so funny. I was thinking about this last night, you know, going into the season, Packers fans were like, yeah, the Packers off front office finally did all these things that we were hoping they'd do, right? Like they got Kenny Clark help on the line and they finally drafted a top 
wide receiver and they made these like what seemingly were like great decisions. And I still think that they will. Right. I still think that the these young wide receivers are going to be in Green Bay for the long haul. Hopefully, you know, they can they can get healthy. I still agree with some of these decisions. But again, I think it just comes down to like worst case scenario on pretty much every one of those has happened. Right. Both rookie receivers hurt Rashawn Gary now torn ACL. We found out today. Sammy Watkins this wasn't his resurgence. He's just done like all these things. They just, and you can't plan for them. You, you gotta just make your decisions and stick by them and hope that they work out. And for the Packers this season, it's just not the year there. They didn't work out. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price. Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas city, go Kevin or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. There's a lot of case studies like this every year. The Titans, the Chargers, the Ravens. There are teams that on paper are always Super Bowl favorites. And then the Chargers, I think, are the prime example of this, where every year they get hit by the injury bug so bad, where it's like, you know, we've got like this small window with Justin Herbert on a rookie contract, and we have to capitalize, and we have Joey Bosa, and we have, you know, an an all-pro level, you know, offensive line around him or bringing in you know help to support him and then all these guys get hurt in once and you know they're they're always sputtering into the playoffs and don't make any type of progress if they do and you know we saw it with the titans i, I mentioned the ravens is another example like yeah it's like you said you can't plan for this stuff you can't plan for randall cobb to get hurt and then romeo dobbs to get hurt on the first play and christian watson having back-to-back concussions is horrifying for a rookie it's it's scary for anybody to have back-to-back concussions but when it's your first nfl season and you're already dealing with the injury bug, like that kind of stuff ruins careers. And it is awful to think about for some of these young guys that have to deal with these kind of things when they're like barely acclimated into the NFL. So I think the defense largely on paper is going to look pretty much the same for the next couple of years. There's going to be some moving pieces, like maybe 26 isn't going to be back there anymore in the <laughs> next, uh, next season. But um, beyond that, this offense is going to look just vastly different. It's like yeah. you said, even if even if Rodgers is back, his starting wide receivers are maybe Dobbs, Watson, Toure. And maybe you bring in like a yeah. like a free agent vet or you draft somebody high, but you know, we don't know what's going to happen with Aaron Jones and his cap hit. You've probably got AJ Dillon in the backfield for a couple seasons, but yeah, I, this offense on paper is going to look just dramatically different next season. I mean, this to me is the Packers have no choice, but to go into a rebuild. They have literally no choice. They have no cap. They cannot start. Like they have to start tearing it down to, in order to rebuild it. And I don't know what that looks like when you have the Aaron Rodgers contract on the books, but if he's here, you have to work around it and you're going to have to rebuild. And it'd be fair if Aaron Rodgers is like, I don't want to do that. I'm not sticking around for this. Fine. That's fine. But like, they're going to be put in the position in order to do this, right? Maybe they can sell in the off season. They're going to cut guys. They're going to have a really high draft pick. Like they're getting put in the position in order to do this. But I think fans have to be prepared for 
at least a season or two of really abysmal football, right? It's, it's going to be, you're going to have to go down to go up, which is funny now I say that, like, that's pretty much what the season has been, right? This Lions game was like one step forward, three steps back where like they do something good and then nope, it's an interception. They do something good. Nope, it's a fumble. They do something good and nope, somebody got hurt. Like that is just what this season has been. And I think it's going to be what the Packers look like for a little while. Yeah. And I think part of it too is like, you know, we talked about it already. Like if this is Aaron Rodgers last season, just out of respect for him being a hall of famer, being a four-time MVP, you know, the respect he's rightfully earned as the the face of the franchise in the locker room, you know, a vocal leader, like you don't bench him, but it's, it's just really hard to figure out what next season looks like for the Packers without knowing what you have in Jordan love and without knowing what you have, like in a lot of these players who are very injured, you know, this, this game just decimated the Packers roster and, you know, say what you want about playing on artificial turf. I agree. I, you know, I think grass fields are the way to go and should be at this stage. You know, we're in 2022, you know, the NFL I think needs to evolve to some better playing surfaces, but it's just really unfortunate that it felt like the Packers just, they couldn't get out of their own way, but then they lost so many of their pieces that could have helped them down the stretch, actually try to get out of the way. And I, it's just, I mean, do you want to, do you want to go there? Cause the list is abundant. Eric Stokes, they wouldn't even show the replay of how he got injured. They said it looked so bad. Oh God. Um, Rashawn Gary, obviously we know has the torn ACL. Watson has another concussion. Dobbs, we're still waiting to find out what that looks like. Aaron Jones, the MRI results were inconclusive. So we don't know what's going to be, you know, how long-term that ankle injury is. And even like, if you're banking on Randall Cobb coming back, you still can't come back till after the Cowboys game. So there's just, this is just a decimated roster. Yeah. I said that to my dad this morning. I said, even if the Packers had won this game, let's say they're they're four and five at this point, you just lost four starters, four starters in this game for either a significant amount of time or like the season. And so even if they wanted to go for go on a run and put up a fight, you're looking at a roster that's deep in its depth. And you and I talked about this pre-season right the starters on this team looked great on paper the depth was always shaky and so even if they wanted to go on a run I don't think they have the pieces in order to do so yeah and I do I do want to get your thoughts on this just because you kind of mentioned it already like you know where we can turn to as far as shouldering the blame and I think it falls on everybody. I'm glad you said that. I don't think it, we can point to one specific thing and say, like, it's the scheme, it's the execution, it's the talent, it's the front office. I think all of those cups have some some water in them. I don't think there's anybody that's, you know, untouchable as far as the blame goes. But do you think with the way the roster stands now, I know Matt LaFleur is a very, like, even-keeled political speaker when he gets up in front of the media. He's not going to say things like, I'm going to fire Joe Barry. I'm going to bench Aaron Rodgers. Like that stuff doesn't happen. But what do you think the f- this coaching staff looks like in 2023? Do you think we see Matt LaFleur make sweeping changes, even if Aaron Rodgers comes back or if he retires, whatever happens? Like, do you think there's change with like the coaching staff that surrounds him? Um, there's going to have to be, I think, just to put that out there, Gutekunst and Matt LaFleur are not going anywhere after the season. They have... Yeah led this team the last three years 
to the playoffs to like 13 win seasons, like one season to me does not derail either of them. I do. I think there are going to be changes beneath that. Yes. Um, I don't think there's going to be changes before the season ends. That doesn't feel like something the Packers would do, although they have proved us wrong before, you know, with Mike McCarthy, but yes, I mean, there's going, there's going to have to be changes, right? Because to me, the process of what these Packers, this Packers team has tried to do with the way that they construct their roster, the way they coach these players, it hasn't worked, right? They've gotten close, but it hasn't worked. So at some point you have to self scout and you have to look at what you've been doing and say, this isn't working and we need to change our process. And I think that there's going to be in addition to tough player conversations, my hope is that in this off season, there's going to be tough franchise decision-making conversations in 1265 and say, okay, this process that we have been working with for decades, maybe not all of it is appropriate. And we need to go out and decide what we will, how we want to just like construct this team moving forward. I was thinking a lot ever since, you know, the report came out that the Packers offered a first for DJ Moore, which is incredibly rich. You know, I don't know none of us will ever know if that was 100% accurate. Like we're not in the locker room. We don't have sources, but, I'm glad the Packers didn't do it. Obviously, if we're talking about a team that's sitting at three and six, could have a top 10, at least top 15 kind of draft pick, the Bears might have a like a worse draft pick than the Packers. And now yeah. the Steelers own that pick. And I'm kind of I'm glad the Packers didn't invest in Chase Claypool. Like, I don't think that he would move the needle for Aaron Rodgers as much for like for Jordan Love, whoever it is. I mean, I think at this point when we're talking about a rebuild, I'm glad that the Packers were smart at this year's trade deadline because I don't think anybody would have moved the needle enough to put them over the hump this year. And then we're talking about all the investments that they can make now with these picks that are going to be higher than I think anybody expected. You know, how how long has it been? I mean, we joked about the Packers trading up to get Jordan Love because he fell to the early 20s. And that's just where that was in the Packers realm. And now we're talking about the Packers potentially being able to land a top 10, top 12, top 15 pick without having to sacrifice like we know Goody loves draft capital. We know that they like to move around the board. They're never going to have these kinds of picks or you hope that they don't. So when they finally have the opportunity, I'm really glad that they didn't trade away like, you know, the eighth overall pick in the draft for DJ Moore, who gets to come to a rebuilding team that either has Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love or a rookie quarterback. Yep, I totally agree. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 